0: And if you look even at a lot of the Marvel costumes and stuff like that, like there are some that are a little bit outlandish, but most of them are very tactical. And and then you've got DC where a guy dresses up like a bat.
1: You're listening to the Story Geeks Podcast, produced by the Reclamation Society.
0: Welcome to the Story Geeks Podcast. I'm Daryl.
2: I'm Michael.
1: And I am Jay. And today we are going to hash it out over the Justice League... Daryl actually prepared a whole list of questions for us to um, explore, and then he is now getting laryngitis. <laughs> well, I
0: don't know if that's true, but I'm a, I think it's just a cold.
1: But I have very little voice. Yes, very little voice. So yes. I'm going to try and walk us through the questions, um, and we'll we'll go from there. First of all, you guys all know Michael because Michael has been on the podcast. This is your third time on the podcast.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, third time. Yeah, wow, yeah, this is the third time. 1st first, first
1: non-Star Wars time.
2: Yeah, this right. is the first non-Star Wars Non-Star Wars for the first time Wow Yeah,
1: see, so we had we had Michael on our Phantom Menace podcast So you, you yeah. helped us kick off our Star Wars series
2: Oh yeah, because we were the very first movie, yep. of course Because Phantom Menace, the, the greatness and in-depth weirdness at times of <laughs> Phantom Menace so
1: yeah. I love that conversation about Phantom Menace That made me think differently about Phantom Menace as a film So I really yeah. enjoyed that conversation um and, and Lisa was on it too. Your wife Lisa was Dad. on it with us, which was awesome. That was, fun. that was super fun. Um I feel like we had a fourth person with us. Was it just the three of us?
2: No, it was um someone uh on the phone as well. And I cannot remember it wasn't who Daryl. it was. It wasn't Daryl. Was it wasn't Daryl. It was Nathan. Uh, yeah, Nathan. Yes, Nathan. That was before <laughs> Nathan.
1: He's like, I don't want to do podcasts anymore. <laughs> so Nathan's just behind the scenes. He edits all these things. So ah, uh, cool. cool. So if you ever guys ever hear me talk about Nathan, um, or if you ever see me talk about Nathan, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, Nathan is our my co-founder, and he does all the editing. Um, but why don't you tell him a little bit about what you're up to? All, all right. That good currently,
2: stuff. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, NerdSoul, one word, N E R D S O U uh, L. I also tweet a whole bunch on twitter so you can find me at one youngster which is o-n-e-y-o-u-n-g-s-t-a Um, on YouTube I cover stuff like movies comic book reviews uh, I do animation like I'll be talking about uh, Batman ninja soon Um, talking about Star Wars just a whole bunch of cool fun stuff with like the the edge of the uniqueness of 70s soul a little bit of hip-hop with it and just having fun Um, see this week we talked about uh, Hulu runaways because mm. that was fun. Uh, we talked a little bit about Star Trek because we're kind of waiting for that to come back mm. talked about black lightning because we got a start date um, and we talked about um, one of my, well we'll be talking about one of my favorite comic book superheroes that kind of popped up this year so oh, okay so yeah yeah
3: so I was That's
1: just cool. I was just listening to your show before this and I would I would give a big shout out to your Punisher review. I thought that was awesome Oh yeah Because you explored Some of the deeper themes In that Because the story geeks Are always talking about Deeper themes and everything Mm -hmm. And you explored Some of that stuff As you were going through it Um, Not in a real spoilery way Like you were just Giving a review Yeah I
2: tried to be As spoiler free as possible Because I think I put it Out on that Monday Mm. Which I know a lot of people Probably had seen it But just in case Yep um, Because I know With Netflix it's Sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, I watched it on Friday. I'm done. <laughs> and then there's some people exactly. that it's like next weekend, then they actually watch it. So I try to not tell too much.
1: Right. <laughs> so definitely, like, you can hit up uh, Michael's podcast because he actually takes all the shows and then creates, like, a podcast out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then he also does – is it daily YouTube? It's daily, right? Yeah, daily. Yeah. Free,
2: yeah. I have – yeah, you might as well say daily now. Yeah. I might skip a day every now <laughs> and then, but – most part, is daily yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're
1: working as hard as Hannibal Taboo over there, man. Oh Hannibal man, really
2: puts a lot of work in. He gets
1: crazy. <laughs> I know he was great to have on the show, and, and he actually, you referred us to him, so thank you yeah, so much for that. Yeah, that was great. I
2: was like, yeah, he he knows Star Wars, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was.
1: He was on our Rogue One podcast. Um, um so I want to give a couple shout outs before we just jump into the topic today. Uh, first of all, if you're watching on YouTube, um, I am wearing. Uh, a couple of things that I want to draw your attention to. So I am actually wearing a set of Urban Vinyl headphones. Um, Urban Vinyl, we've had Seth Fontaine on the show. He was on um, at least one of our Star Wars series, but he's also on the, on the podcast with me for um, Avatar. And they are the producers of these headphones. And these headphones are... Um, ridiculously cool <laughs> and now they're yeah. putting custom logos on them. So if you, if you listen on the podcast, I always talked about how, how I wear urban vinyls when I do the show and then you saw me on YouTube and you're like, dude, you're not wearing urban vinyls. What's the deal? Well, they <laughs> were, they were taking the, the pair that I had this pair and they were putting our logo on them. So you can, you can see if you're on YouTube, you can check it out. I've got logos on my headphones, which is super cool. Um, also want to give a shout out to network 1901 and specifically Josh Taylor because Josh Taylor is making these hats. Um, Urban Vinyl is a sponsor, by the way, of the show. So if you buy Urban Vinyl headphones, we get they, they'll they'll uh, give us a cut. Josh is not a sponsor; he's just a cool guy and he's a friend of mine, uh-huh. and I like his hats. <laughs> so I'm wearing the uh, awesome mix hat from. Uh, it's actually from the Modern Mouse Boutique, which is a Disney boutique. So you guys can go check that out. I'll leave a link down in the show notes. Um, but I definitely want to give those shout outs out. I also want to give a shout out to the Story Cauldron podcast because Daryl and I have been doing that. So I was on there talking about Indiana Jones. You got you guys know that I love Indiana Jones. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a giant poster of Indiana Jones behind us. <laughs> um, and uh, did a two-hour episode with those guys all about Indiana Jones. So if you like Indiana Jones, go listen wow. to the Story Cauldron podcast. It's a fun time. And then Daryl was on their show talking about Batman v Superman. Yeah. And how'd that go? It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're fun guys.
0: They are fun guys. Yeah. It's and they, it's it's fun to talk about the roots of the stories and stuff like that and Yep. And they're just cool guys, so.
1: Yeah, and Garrett uh from their show was just on our show talking about Return of the Jedi.
0: Yeah, and I think we've got plans for the other guys to come on too, so. Yeah.
1: And, the, and by the way, our Return of the Jedi, if you haven't listened to it yet, there's also some YouTube videos you can watch on it, has been by far the most controversial that we have ever done. <laughs> we started talking wow. about Slave Leia, and we just started a firestorm of comments. Yep. Yeah, so, I, can,
2: I can imagine.
1: <laughs> so go check that out. Um, but in the meantime, we all watched Justice League. How many times have you seen Justice League, Michael? Uh, just once. Just once, okay. Uh,
2: I haven't got to see it in IMAX yet, but I will be back probably like Christmas weekend or something like that so,
1: yeah why not right
2: yeah it'll be easy to see that and then Star Wars again you know all that good <laughs> exactly
1: real. I'm gonna do Star Wars like five times before the years up I gotta oh, be yeah. honest <laughs> in that
0: two-week span in that two-week span yeah. I'm
1: just gonna see it yeah um by the way I listened to some podcasts where some guys actually do that so that exists so I might as well join in
0: there's a podcast for everything now so that's right
1: mm-hmm. that is right Wow. um One last shout out before I jump into this because uh, Jason Russ has been videoing all of our podcasts for us and he's in his last week. So he's about to graduate college. He's been an awesome intern. So shout out to Jason. He's in the room. You can't see him and he hasn't seen the movie. So we're we're (laughs) probably going to spoil it for him. Sorry. Yeah. What are you going
2: to do? It's better this way. It's better this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: You'll enjoy it more
2: as you're watching. You're like,
1: oh, I remember
0: Michael said. Yeah, exactly. We'll rip off the band aid now. Superman's not dead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Just it's in the previews. Yeah. <laughs> watch, it's watch anybody talk about that. You'll see. All right, so we're gonna do, no, jump into these questions now. If, if I stumble over any of these questions, it's because Daryl prepped all these questions, but we're trying to save his voice. Um, so we're gonna, just gonna go through each one of them. The first question on here is, and I'll go start with you, Michael. Start with you. All right. Um, is which character has the best arc in the Justice League?
2: Um. I think I might have to give it to Cyborg. I think Cyborg has the best arc because, of course, Batman and Wonder Woman, we kind of know them already because of the Wonder Woman film and BVS. So we kind of already know them. The Flash is brought in quickly, and we do get to see about his dad, Mm -hmm. a little bit about his mom, but not so much. Uh, Aquaman, there are statements about uh, kind of like his, um, his role in Atlantis, But we really drive home kind of, uh, I guess, Cyborg's attitude, um, how he feels, um, what he wants to do with his life, if anything, Mm. um, how he kind of feels about his dad, how his dad feels about him. And then we also get kind of like, I guess, an update Mm. in the middle of the movie, right when they're, he's, uh, I guess, saving his dad, or they're on the hostage saving mission i guess yeah. and then <laughs> and then of course at the end of the movie you can see he's kind of like you know he's comfortable i guess mm. with his role because he even changes um i guess his uh suits out <laughs> his his outfit or his suit i guess you could say yeah. so he's a little, little more faithful to the comics yeah at the so end. It, so mm. he kind of like starts <sighs> to uh i guess metamorph into like something to something new. Yeah. So I think he, he kinda like goes through like I don't wanna be bothered, I don't wanna be around anybody, leave me alone to okay, I guess I have to help and alright, I'm I'm here and then alright, now I'm happy where I'm at and you know, I'm around people that understand me, and I can understand them. So I've I i want to say him. He has the best one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that. What do you think, Daryl? I'm
0: gonna go a very controversial route. Uh oh. Well this and is hash it out. We're doing yeah, a hash yeah, it yeah. out, so <laughs> I'm going to say Superman. Oh, interesting. Ah, and I know okay. that's controversial because a lot of people have problems with the way that he was brought back. Now, granted, I'm not including that little found footage scene in the beginning, the beginning of the movie. The very beginning of the movie, yeah, sure. I'll leave that out. Okay. So, But from when he is resurrected through to the end of the movie, I feel like, especially seeing it a second time and getting a little bit more of the nuance of the performance, but... I do actually like, I feel like it makes sense for him to begin. I mean, well, he died in BVS, so it makes sense for him to begin dead. But I feel like the progression from that point on, from being like, not evil, but just like, not quite right. And then seeing (laughs) Lois and getting snapped back into place. And then, so, I'm wandering with my words. But but I'm going to say Superman.
2: Especially what he said to Bruce. that point when he said you won't let me live yeah you won't let me die yes (laughs) like like, like, what do you want yeah i i i like that that was that was a very powerful moment because i was like he might kill him yeah (laughs) and
0: it may also just be that i cared the most about his arc Mm. because we've had him the most right like we had man of steel yeah i mean i guess we've had wonder woman for about a similar amount of time but like, for me, when it got to the point where, where Martha was driving up on the farm and she saw him resurrected for the first time and, they, and they're reunited, I'm just like, that makes me happy. Yeah, You know? I'm like, I feel that.
1: So, I, uh, it's interesting because I, I think I'm going to go Cyborg if you look at it from a Justice League standpoint. Okay. Because if you look at the Justice League just as a, as a, as a standalone film, a lot of the characters actually don't have a lot of development at all yeah not not in this film right but cyborg yeah. is the most notable of them all like he's like he comes out and he's like I hate this I don't I didn't want to be this I don't even know if I'm human anymore I can't even make some of my own decisions but by the end of it he's going I think I can use this for good I think I'm now a superhero like and it's not a drastic development but it definitely he, he goes there like you talked about if I'm answering because of the first thought I had in my head was Superman also but i was thinking about it from a trilogy standpoint from man okay. of steel batman v you know versus superman batman v superman and then this movie and i think that if you think about it in the context of the three movies he does have some character development it is almost like there's three different characters <laughs> in Superman. We've got what we see in Man of Steel. We've got what we see in Batman v, Batman v Superman. And then we've got what we yeah. see here in Justice League. So it's kind of three different characters. But at the same time, you could make an argument that that's just part of his development that's happening as well.
2: Yeah. And I like that because a lot of people, I love Man of Steel. Mm. And a lot of people. I are do like, too, by the way. A lot of people are like, oh, well, Superman isn't Superman. And I was like, well, it's not called Superman. It's called Man of Steel. Imagine, all right, so let's say super, being a superhero is your job. All right, so he was Superman. Well, not really Superman. He learned how to fly and stuff maybe like one day before Zod showed up. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. imagine you get hired and you're let's say you're an assistant yeah. at a job your executive assistant you get hired you get to the job and like your first day at the job the copier breaks you spill coffee on your boss the the air conditioner <laughs> blows all the fire all the files set on fire for some reason so like everything threatening the yeah, office bomb in the office you know there's water damage <laughs> like everything goes on and you're just like uh <laughs> and then remember because of course because of the way he was raised by his father which Makes sense. If if we put this in real context, somebody found out that you had superpowers, you would be under a microscope at some black site, you know, them trying to, like, replicate your blood or something oh, yeah. for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. So he was trying to protect him. But now you're someone who's never taken, like, a karate class or anything, <laughs> trying to fight, the, fight these Kryptonians that were bred to be yeah. nothing but, you know, military, I guess – Generals or whatever Right So they have Super fighting skills You have like I don't know I mean I can punch I'm kind of strong <laughs> I can fly yeah. You know But I've never really you can grow Fought corn. anyone yeah. I can grow corn <laughs> You know So it's like So you do get this guy Who's just trying to like Catch all these spinning plates To someone who's like Well I've kind of Fell into this hero role And I mean I want to do good Right But now There's some people That hate me And like I don't. Maybe they don't deserve me, and but you know, I shouldn't just be this strong and not do nothing. You know, because I mean, he could always go to the Fortress of Solitude and just live there for the rest of his life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then in this one, we get to see kind of our classic Superman at the end, where he's like, he's like, "Yes, I'm here." (laughs) And it was nice to see that. I I will. I will admit, it was nice to see that. Uh, For Bruce's sake, he probably should have brought out Lois. At the beginning yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> wait on that <laughs> I wait on that but for good TV or good movie sake yeah. we got to see yeah. it open the way it did where it's like you know he was so overpowering and you know it I think it's good it's good to see that so over those movies you do get to see where he's kind of like I don't know what I'm doing to. You know, yeah, I guess I'll be a hero. You know, that's what I'm here to do. I guess my dad would want me to. Yeah. You know, and now he's like, okay, this is who I am. Yeah. So, so So
1: let let me let me let me ask this question because it's not on Daryl's questions. I don't think I've just kind of skimmed them, but it's, and I actually posted a video in our Facebook group. So you can go watch this video. This guy breaks down what Zack Snyder was attempting to do with superheroes. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the Watchmen and how that leads into what Warner Brothers was trying to accomplish. Why they brought in, um, why they brought in Christopher Nolan to produce these films, and a lot of it has to do with a uh, deconstruction and analysis of superheroes from a different standpoint. Um, not just your traditional like hey Superman shows up and he saves the day and this is a deal but really making them more human making them figuring out like how would you how would they look feel act in today's world so my question um, is just really quick is do you like that do you want to see what you see in the traditional old comics or do you want to see people have a different take that makes its way into the movies
2: I like a different take with the core Mm. of the character like if you if we can keep the core of like who wonder woman is but she still struggles with what goes (coughs) on today um or the core of who superman is but he still struggles with you know is lois is saving lois worth leveraging that against society Right, right you know is saving my mom more important than saving I don't know, Baltimore. I don't know <laughs> right. why they're city, but whatever, you know, or Metropolis or something like that, you know. So, as long as we can keep the core of the character, like, yes, truth, justice in the American way, but of course, it's not the 40s, 50s anymore, yeah, right. you know, so it's different. And kind of like they've evolved Captain America, you know, America, depending on where you sit, isn't as. Clean as America right. used to present itself as, <laughs> right, right. so maybe Superman feels different. Maybe Superman is like, yes, I'm truth, justice, and American way, but I don't feel America is in line with what I feel anymore. It may be playing off of that. So I think you know, for the most part, I think we've kept the core of who these people are. Sure. We've of course strayed into some different stuff because you know, Christopher Nolan gave us Batman Begins, and that put us down, like, it has to be dark and gritty, but I think we've, for the most part, kept the core of, like, I can recognize Superman to a certain degree, I can recognize Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman probably the most, but, yeah, you know, those, you know, those kind of, like, the core of who this person is, as long as I can recognize that, I know it's an adaption. You know, this is adapted for TV, or adapted for film, or, you know.
1: What about you?
0: It's hard, especially with DC characters. Uh Because I feel like DC characters are less relatable to the real world. Mm. They're very big and iconic. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get into DC versus Marvel, but I feel like Marvel has more relatable characters, which makes for they don't have this problem as much. It's Mm -hmm. easier for them to tell stories. Yeah, Spider-Man is super relatable. And if you look even at a lot of the Marvel costumes and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like there are some that are a little bit outlandish, but most of them are very tactical and have a purpose behind them. Mm And then you've got DC where a guy dresses up like a bat yeah, and a guy wears, like, blue and red tights. And they have to maintain the iconicness of that right? but also tell a story that you feel like you're watching people yeah. and not just watching these caricatures, you know? Right, so right, right. So I feel like evolving them for the screen is kind of something you have to do mm-hmm. to make a good movie.
3: Yeah.
0: I think, um, like, if you look at like let's say Joel Schumacher's Batman movies. Yeah. I don't well, feel, let's not look at those. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I don't feel like he endeavored to do this at all. He basically just put a comic book on screen. Right. And it's hokey. I mean, that's mm-hmm. they're fun for certain reasons, but it's just it's not, it's not not something you can respect and get behind. Exactly. So, uh, while I love the classic stuff that we get in the comics, The comics have this context that you can just accept that. Right. You can draw somebody that's wearing tights, and that's fine. Right. It's no big deal. It's a comic book. It's awesome. You're good. Yeah. But when you put a real person in tights, then you have to tell that story and
1: explain what's going on. They got to start using steroids, and they got to do all kinds of stuff just to look good. Um, Mm Yeah. Yeah, I like like what you guys are saying. I'm in total agreement. I, I, I loved what Nolan did with the Batman trilogy. Like, that was just phenomenal. I think... I really was enjoying where Snyder was going. He did have some storytelling problems. We've talked a lot about this. We we did a whole episode on making Batman's uh, Batman v Superman better. Man of Steel, for me, was a 10 out of 10, 60% of the way through the film. Like, through his fight with uh, the female uh, yeah. Kryptonian. I can't Feora. remember her name. Yeah. Oh, okay. Through his fight with her, phenomenal film. I loved it. This, this is amazing. It was not Superman's decision at the end of that film that ruined it for me. I don't... That's that's a fine decision for me. He's learning different things. He's learning how to operate differently. I mean, killing Zod. Yeah. Killing yeah. Zod. What I... <coughs> the only thing I didn't like about that film was the end fight lasting 25 minutes doing what that <laughs> did, right? Um, so, I'm with you guys. I think that the... The take that says we don't have to see the exact same character for the comics as long as we are retaining some of their identity so that they're recognizable, I'm yeah. um, with that. Let's do that, right? Okay. Um, and just you talked about the end of the, the
0: fight at the end of it. I feel like that exhibits something mm-hmm. in <clears throat> this is a little behind the scenes. This is in the movie itself, but something in Warner Brothers yeah. that is now rearing its head mm-hmm. again, which is a tendency towards being reactionary. Yes, because the reason that that scene was so violent and there was so much punching and so much destruction was because if you go back to Superman Returns, you have a Superman. It's kind of like a slightly dark romantic comedy. Like you (laughs) you have a Superman who never throws (laughs) a punch. Right. I love that movie for different reasons, but they reacted to that in a big way. That was a big criticism. He never threw a punch like and then there was just no action. Yeah. And then they go way over the top for Man of Steel. And you see it now, too, with Batman v Superman. Oh, it's too dark. It's too gritty. And so, you know, and you get Justice League.
1: Yeah, it seems to me like that Warner Brothers is... <clears throat> it's so weird to me whenever, the, whenever DC releases a film because the immediate question is whether or not the DCEU is dead. Like, it doesn't matter what film it is. <laughs> like, it's like, and I think that the problem, the problem with that is that th- that means that there's an expectation. And I think the expectation is that they'll be Marvel, and it's like, dude, you can't go there, especially if you're going to do different takes on. And you don't want to be Marvel. No, we don't want you to be Marvel. I don't want them to be Marvel. I think it's
2: because with the with the internet, kind of like fandom, that's very good, but it can be, it can be toxic at times. Absolutely, and I think. A lot of internet fandom is, we want something new, and you give them something new, we want something old. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's not what we wanted. Yeah, and it's like, you know, uh, yeah, we want something different uh, from Marvel, and you give them something different, and it's like, we don't like that. Yep. And it's like, well, how else would you make that? And speaking of another Zack Snyder film, even though Zack Snyder, for me, isn't a Amazing filmmaker, yeah. but a movie that I thought was pretty cool was Watchmen. Yeah There's tons of Written people them. that are like Watchmen is horrible and this that, and the third <laughs> and it's like from reading I haven't read the whole graphic novel. I've read mm-hmm. some but I'm like from reading what I've read How else would you shoot this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. this is I mean how else would you shoot this like he took I don't know like 70 80% of the actual comic book yeah, I mean and maybe and maybe that's the problem like Comics comics is convoluted. Right. Comics are weird. Comics are they're just they they're a different world. Yeah. And maybe putting them on the screen <laughs> is yeah. the problem. Yeah. But you know, when you have something, you know, where you're being different like BVS because I think I think BVS's problem is that it came too early. BVS would have been great if mm. it happened 3 movies after Justice League. Yeah. yeah that would have been great because now we have these contexts of these, because I've always loved, the comic book that I probably collected the longest was probably uh, Superman, Batman, Mm, um, which is them together. And it's like, if we would have showed these guys meeting each other and be like, hey, you understand me. Oh, Mm. cool, well, you know, we're a little different and I can't ride with you on everything, but we can really help each other out. We can build this thing. Oh, great, and then they're friends and then they have these fundamental differences that they didn't agree with start to become sharper edges and sharper and sharper and now they're grinding against each other and then batman v superman yeah. which is how you
0: end up with the dark knight returns you know
2: yeah
1: yeah it's i, I could just see this scene right now they're just batman and superman <laughs> are sitting in a bar as bruce wayne and clark kent was like hey what's your mom's name <laughs> Holy
0: Shimmer. crap! Yeah, we should Ooh, work together, bro. Man, <laughs> why did you say that? Happy name? Flinders. Yeah, yeah. Why? Did you say, what, why Martha? And um. the, and
2: and the Martha Lois scene. Lois is sitting in the
0: corner. Oh, it's his mother's name. Yeah. The, the Martha
2: scene isn't as bad as people make and it no, out to be. No, not. it's not. The the biggest problem with me and that the end of that movie was Lois. Hmm. Lo why are you how how does a newspaper have a helicopter on call and then just Lois Bruce should have been the one to go back and get the spear because it makes sense Bruce is like whoa this is way above my pay grade but I can get that spear yeah Bruce goes gets the spear comes back ta da! and I'm like why is she there what is, no yeah yep. but for the most part the Martha doesn't super kill it for yeah. me, yeah, because it helps humanize, you know, him for uh, Bruce. Yeah, but it's not about the name. Yeah, it's not really about the name. It just helps him humanize that character.
0: Absolutely, but I think we've probably talked about this scene on like a good thirty to forty percent of the podcast. I think done so too, on yeah. any topic. I know. Yeah, <laughs>
1: we and we basically agree with you. Yeah. Um. So. You haven't. You've only seen it once. So this question yeah. is just for us. But this question was asked on Facebook. Yeah, so we can. Do you address remember who it. asked it? We give a shout out. Was it Caitlin? I want to say Ashley. Oh, Ashley Pauls. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Ashley Pauls, thanks for asking this question. If you did. Sorry. So. Hopefully. <laughs> you did. Um, <coughs> assuming you've seen this movie more than once, which Daryl and I have, how did your opinion of it change after the second viewing?
0: Well, for me, it actually went way up, which I was surprised. And I mean I didn't I didn't hate it the first time. I was probably a little bit closer to you like mm-hmm. I came out of it frustrated about a lot of stuff but also just overjoyed that I just watched a Justice League movie, you yeah. know? <clears throat> like something I'd wanted since I was a kid, you know. And sure it's flawed in a lot of ways by a lot of modern standards, but hold it up against what jo- Joel Schumacher did and what Tim Burton did. Yeah. And what you know, what Sam for me, what Sam Raimi did, it's way better than that too. I'm just like it's it's not a bad movie. It's like a really fun, really good movie. But right. I had problems with it the second time through, some of those problems were alleviated, I think mostly in performances mm-hmm. and being able to pay a little bit more attention to performances in a mm. closer way. So like I felt way better about how they handled Superman mm-hmm. after paying closer attention to Henry Cavill's performance and getting over the whole wiped-off mustache thing, and
2: which seems and like a dumb problem to have. I know. Yeah. It's like is a. All it's I can a,
0: say is I hope Mission Impossible Six is really good. Man, if Just it's not, it you're going to have a whole bunch of people I like know. really. Like if he's, <laughs> a, if he's in the movie for ten minutes, yeah. people are going to be
2: like, really. I know. Yeah, It's like,
1: you couldn't just use a fake mustache instead? Yeah. Yeah, Come on, man. Um, And then
0: um, also, I remember the first time I saw it, I thought, wow, they've sort of gone backwards for Wonder Woman here a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then seeing it the second time, I'm like, actually, I don't quite feel that way. I don't think they went forwards. Yeah. But I don't think they did anything to damage what Patty Jenkins had set up. Yeah. So, and then other little things here and there. And maybe it was even just like, well, now I've seen it. Now all of my, oh, how is it going to be? Like yeah, all yeah. that trepidation is gone. <laughs> so I know I'm just going to watch it again and enjoy it. And I I, did. Like,
1: I like your internal voice about how is it going to be. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it's an opera singer-esque type of voice. With so, a cold. Well, um, yeah, by the way, if you're, if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, um, Definitely do not play the "if Daryl's voice cracks, we take a drink" game because you will be wasted by the end of the show. (laughs) Oh man, Um, poor Daryl! Uh, Uh, You should have heard me try to sing. Oh no, that's bad. Yeah, well, at least you're like powering through it today. That's cool. Um, For me, I felt the same way after the second viewing. Um, I'm so of the three of us, I'm the most. You're the hater meh about it right (laughs) i'm I'm not a hater but it's just it's just like it's just for me i'm a big big stickler on how you tell a story yeah um and i know that we the, the the next question even gets into this some more but the fact that this movie had so many storytelling issues from the from an execution perspective not from not from an effectiveness perspective because I don't even know like what they knew what they considered was going to be effective but from the efficiency of pulling off what they were trying to do they just had massive issues I will say that um, I did have the same experience that Daryl had in regards to um, I thought Henry Cavill came off really well after watching it a second time the first time I watched it I was kind of like I think he was just like just there to beat people up you know yeah. like and, and, and there are some moments that are, I think, poorly used Superman moments. Like we've talked about yeah. the and I also stand for justice, right? Like, yeah, there's some bad lines, bad lines here and there, and that's not Cavill's fault, right? Like <laughs> Cavill's just doing what he's told. Um, but I did, I did think he improved on some areas, so I, I really like that. I, um, but overall, I felt the same. It was, it was like, oh yeah, I can see what the, I. This is what I felt like. I can see where they're going with it. It's just that it was so chopped up between the two directors that they couldn't get to either place. Because I think that Josh, well, okay, so I'll just ask the next question because I thought I'm going to jump into the whole thing. <laughs>
0: well, just to clarify the Superman yeah. thing one more time, I think what it was for me too was the first time I watched Justice League, I felt like okay, same actor, yeah, on paper same character, yeah, but if I look at it against BVS or Man of Steel, not the same character. Exactly, like, didn't feel that way at all. The second time I saw it, I'm like, okay, no, no, I do. Exactly. He's changed, but I do feel like I see the remnants of it. You know, I feel more familiar with him again.
1: That makes sense. Um, This next question is, uh, can you differentiate the Snyder scenes from the Whedon scenes and which approach did you think was more effective? What do you think, Michael?
2: For the... I guess to a certain degree, yes, Mm -hmm. because of course it was the tone was already set. By the time Josh Whedon came on, so what struck me, or I guess stood out to me more, were probably dialogue stuff that seemed very Whedon esque Mm -hmm. because I've watched a ton of Whedon stuff. So like there were certain dialogue things where I was like, oh yeah, that's probably Whedon probably rewrote that or Whedon probably. But what this what this movie proved to me mostly is not what stood out to me is what I've been saying about Zack Snyder for a long time uh. Zack Snyder should be in a team mm. Zack Snyder needs uh. somebody to do the story while he mm-hmm. does the action yeah. like I've been saying that about Zack Snyder since like 300 yeah. um, and this movie proved to me like yeah yeah Zack Snyder needs to be in a team mm-hmm. like he needs to do like okay cool I can do the action stuff because I can make action look cool. Like, the Amazons looked amazing. Yeah. The, everything they went through, I was just like, wow. And they doubled down because they knew. Like, they... Uh, look, if if we're going to say D- DC is reactionary, one thing, this would have had way more Amazons. <laughs> but, but they made sure to, like, you know, you know, kind of like put them and feature them in a way where it was cool. But I think most of the stuff when it comes to Joss Whedon was probably that I really noticed was the moments where they were all together just being people. Mm. Yeah. Um, because that's something that Zach doesn't really do. <clears throat> right. um, and I think. I think this just goes to something that I've been saying for a long time, Zach. Kind of like you have the Russo brothers, or you have the Cohen uh, uh, Cohen brothers. You, have, you know, like th- it's the it's Duffer probably a brothers. situation where yeah, yeah, you need something where it's like yeah, Zack Snyder and so and so, and then so and so can do the story and they can di- direct <laughs> the actors. Kind of like uh, we were talking about with uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Like, what if uh, George Lucas did all of the effects and did all the visualization? While Steven Spielberg yep. directed the actors, yeah, what would we have come up with? And you know, could I have feel been a, like
0: to some degree, there's some of that in Wonder Woman. We got that in some mm-hmm. way in Wonder Woman because Zack totally Snyder did that. have a lot to do yeah. with some of those action sequences, yeah. maybe not directing them, but helping, yeah. kind of like dream them up. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: So I think that's kind of, and I mean, I, that might be like a step back or, or you know, a yeah. pay <laughs> a pay cut, but I think if you look at legacy of your films, if you can step back and be like, okay, me and someone else, you know, it comes out good because Wonder Woman was great. That's another movie that I love. So, and I mean, overall, you know, there's all this talk about DC. If you look, all right, they have five movies. They got, uh, Man of Steel. They got, uh, BVS. They got Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League. Out of those, I like three in slight possible with Suicide Squad. Mm. So if you like three out of five movies, is the franchise really in as much trouble as people say, or is it like a headline thing? Right, right. Um, but yeah, I think when when the team is together and they're just being people, mm-hmm. I think that's the weed and stuff. And uh, that stood out to me as like the stuff that shined, where you know you had <laughs> you had Aquaman with the lasso around him, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And um, when uh, Batman had the, uh, the bruises and yeah. Wonder Woman came, like those kind of like we're just. We're heroes, but we're we're heroes relating to each other's stuff.
0: It felt like Buffy hanging out with the Scooby gang, talking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Daryl? Do you tell the difference?
0: For the most part, although I was surprised to find out later mm-hmm. that the opening scene with Batman catching the parademon and mm-hmm. using that criminal as bait and stuff like that, we hadn't actually directed that. That's what I heard, too. And yeah. that surprised oh. me, because that felt like a Snyder scene to me. Oh, okay. But... For the most part, I i mean, I'm right in there with Michael. I think all the dialogue scenes definitely feel like yeah. Whedon.
1: Um, I heard a lot of the dialogue was re—was rewritten.
0: Yeah, I and mean, he was hired to do that when Zack Snyder was still on board. Yes. Before his tragedy happened. So mm-hmm. that made sense. Like, Yeah. Um, the one bit that I would... I don't know who did this one. Maybe Whedon, but the one bit that I would love to know is when Diana is talking with Cyborg on the computer mm, okay. and um, he says, why should I trust you? Yeah, And then she says, because if I wanted to attack you, I would have done it by the lake. I was yeah. just like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that, so was, cool. that was very like, cool. Yeah. Who came up with that?
1: You know, Michael, you <clears throat> made me think of something and maybe kind of define in my head why I generally respond so well to Zack Snyder films and respond very poorly to Joss – Whedon films um and it's because I think Joss Whedon sets out to make a, make films and shows mm-hmm. that are super approachable and you just leave the theater going like I feel good right like I, I just watched an episode of <laughs> you Firefly don't like to feel good and I feel good well
3: well I hate feeling good yeah who wants to feel stupid good stupid happiness
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but when I leave a Zack Snyder film, I always am thinking, wow, what what was all that? What? There's something that is being said there that I need to poke at some more. I need to like sit with that. Because he was saying something about the world and about how human beings consider the world that I'm not quite sure I understand yet. And now I might need to watch it over again. And I think the difference between those two approaches to filmmaking for me is so different so there's yeah. just a stark contrast to one another what i wish had happened was that i wish warner brothers had brought both of them in and said zach here's where you're awesome joss here's where you're awesome make a film that combines both of those things what i feel like we got from a process standpoint and from what i understand because i've Listen to a bunch of podcasts on this because again, I'm trying to figure out like what is going on, like what's going on here, like especially as somebody who um, has produced films and stuff like that. I'm, not, I'm thinking to myself like, what what can I learn from this, you know? And there's just it's just too disjointed. There's two there's two visions for what this film is. They're coming from two separate people, and they're mishmashing it together. And I think that that's almost impossible to tell a story the way that i like stories to be told
2: okay, okay. yeah
1: i almost wish they would
0: have been gone with somebody else instead of joss whedon yeah because patty jenkins it's well yeah it's been, well, pretty, yeah. Patty jenkins. It's been, been awesome. pretty oh but
2: patty jenkins oh, oh that renegotiation yeah. oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh you know she came in there yeah. it was probably the song was playing money 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 he's yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah because yeah. i got a hit on my hand yeah <laughs> but
0: with joss I mean, I think they've been pretty open about the fact that they went with him because he'd made the Avengers. And he was successful at that type of movie once before. Bad reason to pick somebody,
1: I think. A money-driven reason to pick somebody.
0: Yeah, and again, a reactionary reason. Absolutely. And I think although you can tell that the dialogue scenes are probably Joss's work, if you put it up against his previous work, it's not that great. I mean, there's some good dialogue, but There's way better dialogue in the Avengers and Mm -hmm. in Serenity and in even the Buffy TV show and stuff like that. The one question I would ask you Mm -hmm. as liking Zack Snyder so much more than Joss Whedon, have you seen Serenity?
1: Actually, that's my favorite Joss Whedon. Because I would
0: argue that that, as as of yet, is the only true Joss Whedon movie. Oh, really? Because, you know, Marvel, when he made the Avengers, he has to fit the template.
1: That's true. Yeah so yeah and, and that is of all the things i've seen of cause i remember i was told that firefly was amazing right i'm about to lose geek cred right now <laughs> i was told firefly was amazing and i watched the first episode and i was like where's amazing because this is just like a cheesy like space cowboy show well the only reason you're losing geek cred is for only watching one episode no i didn't i finished it. oh okay yeah no i finished it and i and i understood afterwards okay. i understood that like once you got to understand those characters Right? yeah it was it's the, a, it's all the, about the characters It's the characters yeah it's,
2: you want to come and hang out with these guys again, that's exactly you know? right you want to hang
1: out that's a perfect way of describing yeah. it yeah and
2: that's that's where Josh Whedon shines yeah, yeah. and that's why like um, <clears throat> when I was watching the movie I knew because I mean I'm sure everybody's thinking all right two directors did this and I'm watching it I'm like you know what this came out a way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. It could like be. I thought so much this worse. was going yeah. I thought I thought the movie worse. was going to be. I thought the movie was going to be like Zack Snyder scene, Josh scene, Josh scene, Zack Snyder scene, Zack. Mm-hmm. Snyder. And I was labeled. like, you know what? This is okay. Yeah. yeah. It's now it moves fast. Yeah. Because I noticed, and I haven't seen it the second time, but I noticed like they're like this is going on, cool. This is going on, yeah. all right. This is go-. so it's like they definitely move it at a pace where it's like. We hope you know at least a little something about yeah. DC. Because yeah. if you don't, <laughs> you're on your own. But, you know, I enjoyed it. And my wife, who isn't super, you know, DC, right. you know, aficionado, she liked it too. She yeah, really, so did mine. Especially that, that scene with the, um. I wonder who did this. And it was probably Josh Wheat. I mean, uh, probably Zack Snyder. Uh, the one with the machine gun and Wonder Woman. That was oh, that was no. that was Zack Snyder. Cool. Definitely, that, yeah. that was Zack Snyder. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I heard that. Oh, I
1: heard that was Zack Snyder. Yeah. I, the, now I will say to answer the question directly, I can't tell the difference. I can't always tell the difference. Yeah. There are two moments in this film that I think are just phenomenal moments. I think they're both Snyder moments, though I'm not sure about that. Those two moments are uh, when Superman is looks out of the corner of his eye to see flash oh man that's an amazing 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 scene
2: that's because i mean flash his face because i mean of course by that time we're assuming i mean well of course right now we're assuming he hasn't seen like reverse flash or professor zoom right yeah so that's probably his first time being like hold up yeah what's going on yeah (laughs) exactly
1: so that's that's an amazing scene there's also the scene where it's really one of the only scenes where we get to see batman Taking ass because most of the time he's like kind of like I'm not super, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> somebody protect me. Um, but the scene where he he comes in swinging to attack the pair of demons, okay, yeah. and yeah. the end that's a that seems like a directly a uh, Zack Snyder shot. So I don't know if it was Joss that was ex- inspired by Zack to create a Zack Snyder yeah. shot, but that like whole sequence is yeah. phenomenally filmed.
2: In- the good thing about josh and of course you know he did avengers and stuff and i can see business wise where warner brothers was like we need this guy because he's done it twice before and after watching avengers the second avengers age of ultron again i really don't know where all the hate came from yeah i was like when i watched it again i was like it's good i mean it's not the, it's not the first one but the first one is the first <laughs> one because of the emotion yeah, yeah, of, yeah like the second one i was like. It's pretty solid. I'm not, like, mad at this. I'm like, I'm not. So I see why they brought him in, but also Joss Whedon is able to kind of, like, from a designer standpoint, able to go to go into one some, someone's style guide and still work. Yes. Like, there's some artists that they, you know, they have to, like, I can only do it when I feel the inspiration and right. I can only paint yeah. then. There's some people that can be like, okay, what's your style guide? Look at it for an hour or two and be like, cool. All right. I got it. I can work here. Yeah. And Josh Whedon is that guy, and I think that's one of the reasons because, you know, some like Quentin Tarantino wouldn't have been able to do that yeah. because, <laughs> I mean, he's just he can't play in anyone else's sandbox. Yeah, right. um, you know, so there's only a couple of directors that can, and of course, the cachet that Josh Whedon's name holds. It's business wise, I understand. Right. Um, yeah, there could have been some other cool directors that could, but I think business wise. <clears throat> Josh Whedon, it makes sense. And yeah. also, regardless, I hate to say this, because DC is in the doghouse, I feel whoever they picked, people would've hated it. People would've hated it, oh, they'd, yeah. be like, they'd be like, I can't believe they chose that director. Yeah. No, yeah. no matter who they chose. They actually picked one of the
1: safest people they could possibly pick, if you yeah, think like, about it from that context.
2: Yeah, like, if they if he, had, they had chose, they could've chose, and this would've been weird, no, I think about it, they could've chose Scorsese. And people would <laughs> be like, oh, that's a horrible director. Yeah. Like, Even though, I kind of, I kind of want to see it. Even though as as say, <laughs> that movie would have been like three and a half hours.
1: Oh my gosh! You know who I think would
0: have been good with you know uh, all would have happened uh, in New York. <laughs> I think Favreau would have done a good job with it. Ooh, John Favreau okay. could be.
1: Um, I feel like if you are a director and you're told this director has been working on the story, it's this. By the way, we don't like this. Please rewrite all the dialogue you can, and then do all the reshoots. Oh
2: yeah, and, and the movie is due. And the <laughs> movie,
1: yeah, and we're not changing the due date. I mean, to tell a director that, first of all, to have the confidence that you can fix it, or to have the confidence that like it doesn't really matter what I do because I'm amazing anyways, and I'm gonna still make my money on the next thing, that's yeah. ridiculous. There's only a certain
2: amount of people that can actually do that. Yeah, because. We from a business standpoint, there's probably a lot of directors that they probably reached out to and they were like So we're not you're not pushing the movie back? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. uh uh No way. Like or how much do you want to reshoot? And we're not moving it? Nah, uh uh. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, one hundred percent. And Josh was probably like, I can do this. I can do this. He they probably paid him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And he probably lost a lot of sleep. But they got it done in a movie where I'm like, "Wow, a big step up from what you've been doing." You can tell this this is the this is the turning point movie, but I think it's a turning point in a good direction. Yeah. Um. So we got Wonder Woman. Now we got kind of like the, I guess the connective universe because Wonder Woman was in the World War One, which is the I don't know, like the 30s or something. Yeah. I can't. I don't. I can't math. Anyway. The like, when it, the, the teens. The teens. Yeah. yeah. So. Now turning that around, I think that I think they're going to be okay. I think I think they'll be all right from now on. Especially with Aquaman, the way that went down, I I think I think from what we've seen from Jason Momoa, I think we'll have a pretty cool movie. So yeah, I I'm, agree. I'm happy where they are now.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: the bro from Underwater.
2: <laughs> but I think it'll be a situation where the bro has to kind of dignify a little bit. Yeah, Um, exactly. So, and that'll be another character moment where we'll have to learn where it's like, oh, well, I'm just a strong guy from Atlantis. Yeah. I don't have to do anything because I'm not a king. Exactly. Oh, I have to be a king now. Yep. How do I be a king amongst, I mean, us that have read the comics or at least know a little, amongst some family drama? Yeah. (laughs) yeah,
1: Step one. Stop drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to help you become a king. All right, so let's ask this next question: Does Justice League serve as a worthy story follow-up to Man of Steel and Batman v Superman? I'm just going to go to Michael first on all these because Daryl yeah, actually asked these questions. So,
2: yes, I do. Uh, especially with the the kind of roller coaster of mm. opinion, I think we're dealing with a movie that. Man of Steel, in my opinion, was very high. BVS, which definitely, for me, did not hit the mark.
3: Yeah.
2: It super didn't. This one, I'm amped and pumped up to go see it again. I was not pumped up to see BVS again, ever. (laughs) I didn't even want to see the Ultimate Edition, but I was just like, you know what? You say it's better, let's see. And when I watched it, I was just like, I'm still not happy with any of the third act Mm. but this movie on the other hand i'm pumped to see it again and i want to see the extended edition so that's a a big swing for me it's a great follow-up like it's i i think from now what we do is we get a better story for suicide squad because i like the suicide squad i don't like the movie they were in get them a better story wonder woman wonder 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 woman yeah all double, the, down, the, on double down on that Double down on that, because she's winning look that's yeah. a hot hand yeah double down on her yep give justice league some breathing room mm-hmm. and then bring them back for the next time that you know injustice league happens or uh dark side comes or you know whatever right right and but i think this is a nice turning point and a good follow-up to something that i was not happy about <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: that makes sense what about you I think it's a good follow-up to the conflict between Bruce and Clark. Okay. <clears throat> um, I think it drops a lot of balls that were put out there uh-huh. by Batman v, uh, v Superman. Yeah. Like the uh, the nightmare scene and Flash coming back in time, right. and um, I know I know there's the post-credits tag with Lex Luthor and stuff, but even stuff that they set up there. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff for me that was in BBs that doesn't get paid does off at all. Yeah. And <clears throat> I get the sense some of those things won't get paid off now because of how this movie ended up getting made. Yeah. But I'm very happy with where Bruce and Clark end up at hmm. the end of this movie. Hmm. And even the scene at um sorry Jason I'm spoiling stuff left and right for you but even the scene at uh, the Kent farm at the end of the movie, when they're talking to each other, it's just like, all right, yeah. that's Bruce and Clark. Yeah, like, we've had Batman v Superman, but this is Bruce and Clark. Like right, they're right. buddies. Like this is what I wanted. You yeah, know. Yeah. So, their relationship, yes, I feel like it was a good follow up. Okay. Some of the other stuff, not quite as much, but
1: sure. Yeah. For me, it's interesting because we both liked Man of Steel. And then we both feel All very three. differently. I love Man of Steel. Yeah, and we both feel very differently about BVS. Oh, okay. Um. And and trust me, and I've talked about this ad nauseum on the podcast. So just listen to another podcast. I understand <laughs> it has lots of issues, and the issues are very, very the issues that they, it does have are very, very bad issues, which is why it takes it down. Like the Man of Steel issues are sort of like a. Ah, that doesn't really make sense issue but it's not like a bad issue it's not like it's like a that ruins the film for me Um, so I understand why people like you don't like BBS Um, but I think this for me is not a worthy successor because it pulled me completely out of the universe to tell some other story that I didn't get a conclusion to that I was like Mm. looking for so for me, I was like, no, it's not a worthy successor because a worthy successor. Now, I, now, granted, I have since, because I'm a geek, <coughs> gone on to all of the websites about like what Zack Snyder's film would have looked like if he had made his film. It sounds phenomenal to me. Yeah. Not, it covers it covers so much ground about what you're talking about, where he kind of like they left it hanging. Man, I want to see that Zack Snyder film. That's Zack that Snyder film sounds awesome. Um, whatever that Justice League film looks like, it doesn't sound like your traditional Justice League uh, scenarios. Not necessarily. It's, it doesn't sound like an animated series of the Justice League that we may have all watched, right? It doesn't sound like that at all. It sounds like a different kind of movie. Um, and even even Henry Cavill in an interview said, you know, what Zack Snyder was trying to do it was very niche. He was trying to reach a, a niche of people like that that like this kind of stuff. And I think that I was in that. I was in that group, um, and I liked what he was doing. So for me, this isn't a worthy successor. It may be an okay film, but it just doesn't fit in the universe that we we. we I mean, it sort of fits, but that's what, that's what makes me so frustrated. It's like it
2: sort of fits. Oh, right. now quick question. Yeah, you guys did the whole like fixing the BBS. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. How on a on a broad scale, how would you have fixed BBS? Because I know how I would. I think I've talked to you about it. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. But. The way I would have fixed it, because I was, I rode home in silence. (laughs) Lisa was with me, and I was just like, I was like, I, I, it's Batman v Superman. I should, like, I, I was, I was like, you know what? We got home. I said, Lisa, I'm gonna fix this for, fix you for it, fix this for you right now. And I went through this movie, but the movie that I kind of portrayed to her, dealt with an older Lex Luthor that Superman needed another father figure for. Hmm. That Lex knowing, manipulating Superman, Batman trying to figure out what side Superman was or was not, and then them both finding out together, Oh snap! It's Lex. Yeah. But you know, of course, you know, good writing and stuff inside (laughs) (laughs) there. You know, good. Those are the beats. (laughs) But you know, because he had the father figure, and then his, then he had his, he had his real father in the ship, and now he's once again looking for a father figure. Yeah. Yeah. But that actually gave us a story thread to follow. And so, how would you have? Or were you, like, completely fine with everything No, No,
1: no, no. Well, so I'm not completely fine with it. I, it was, well, that's what's interesting about it. I love some of the elements of it, but I'm not completely fine with it, which is why we did a whole Make It Better yeah. podcast. Yeah. And all of the things that you just said, we wrapped them a little, a little bit different of packaging, but they were all very similar. So we both said make the character of Alexander Luther, who we both agree should not be Lex Luthor, and we should just make that distinction, like yeah. it's his son, right? Yeah. Uh, make him stronger and more intimidating. Make the conflict between Batman and Superman clearer like why it's happening, like what you just yeah. said, why is this happening, like, and, and the whole reason it's happening is because someone has been deceived, or they're both being deceived. Yeah. And then I think what you said earlier is one of the biggest things is, what in the world is that third act? That third act has no place in this film. At all. Right? So um so Except
2: for one part. The part when Wonder Woman gets hit and that little smirk that she does. Oh, she yeah, gets, yeah, you yeah. can tell she loves the fight. Yeah. You yeah. can tell she's a true war. You can tell it's She's probably like, you know what? I haven't been able to let loose in a long yeah. time because yeah. I'm so powerful. I can't hit a regular guy with right. all my strength. His face would explode. <laughs> like, you know? like, so I finally am back in the poop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, think, I think that that all makes sense. Like, so I think what we probably agree on is what the storytelling aspects of the film that failed were. What I think a lot of people who like that film uh, appreciate was that he was exploring some pretty deep themes that like an, like an Avengers film doesn't even go near. doesn't even touch. It just nah. kind of avoids it like the plague. In fact, we were having a discussion with um, Tim Posada. <laughs> he called he called everybody involved in Marvel cowards. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But his point was that they're playing it safe. Um, yeah. This is not playing it safe. Batman v Superman is not playing it safe. You are like, you were going after it. And I liked a lot of those things and felt like when they hit, they were extraordinary. The problem is they had the storytelling aspects that we just are talking about, which we totally agree on. And I think the point is if you're just sitting there going like, hey, the story just, it just didn't work together. And I don't really like some of the takes that he was going for, then it's just a worthless movie if you're like me and you're like the storytelling isn't there but i like some of the takes he was going with then it's a good film in its own way but you have to kind of self deconstruct and reconstruct what you wanted it to be (laughs) yeah and
2: it's i definitely see what people say about like oh marvel goes a safe route and they do they definitely do just like um with the ninth um uh star wars movie going back to jj which i called when they when they were like when they oh did you call that, it i was like it's gonna be jj people <laughs> were like no nah. well, i was like it's gonna be jj yeah because it's safe and i know people are like oh it's a safe trip but it's like when you lay down 300 million dollars <laughs> you're not trying to gamble well that's the thing <laughs> let's gamble on a 30 yes. million dollar film yes let's gamble on a blumhouse film Let's not gamble on two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. Let's give the people what they like. We've done. We've done. Uh, you know, we've done tests and studies, and we we've been looking on Twitter. We know, look. Yeah. Let's, let's let's not get too deep. Yeah. Okay. Let's, and and, <laughs> and,
1: just and from I from a business standpoint, from a business standpoint, just to follow up on that three hundred million dollar comment. Oh my gosh! Like, you're spend. So this is the problem, right? If you spend Avengers money. Which I don't even think Avengers cost that much. But if you spend Avengers money, then yes, I understand why you have Avengers as a final output intention. But yeah. then if you're gonna spend Avengers money money, do not spend Avengers money on this kind of filmmaking. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense.
2: Well see, they The weird thing is these movies that we're seeing now were in motion already. Yeah. But so we're technically because a movie takes two, yeah. sometimes three years to make, so technically we're seeing the <laughs> Residuals from an old guard. Yep. Are the really the only new movies we've seen is Wonder Woman. That's it. Yep. Now with Aquaman, we'll see the new movies. But, you know, Justice League is still a holdover, unfortunately, from the kind of like, oh, well, we know what we're doing. We're going to put this all in Zack's hands. And this is no diss to Zack Snyder. I mean, I've never made a movie, he's made. Seven, I think <clears throat> I don't least, know, yeah, but he's made then. he's made a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've never made a movie, but I don't think he's the guy to shepherd this. And also, they don't have a Kevin Feige. Well, sort of now they're doing Jeff Johns, right? Um, but then also that decision for Jeff Johns was made after Justice League was already was probably too. in pre-production. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so you know we won't really see the Jeff Johns stuff until Aquaman. Yes, and so we, you know, it's. They thought they knew what they were doing. Yep. And Warner Brothers is weird because it's it's not like Marvel doesn't have a parent company. Yeah. But you know, Disney (coughs) doesn't seem to have the same effect on Marvel the way Warner Brothers does on DC, Um, which is weird Mm. because Warner Brothers makes good good movies. Right. They make Oscar-winning films all the time. So it it just seems when they get to DC, they just I don't know maybe they want to have too much control or maybe they they think they know better than the you know than the writers or something I don't know but don't it know. just it just it's not been working yeah. for them yeah as of late
1: I think if you're gonna make mass market films and you're gonna spend 300 million dollars to make mass market films then make mass market films <laughs> you know like yeah yeah, yeah. anyways <clears throat> lean into it and lean into it exactly. That is it for today's podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe. And if you have an extra minute, write us a review or share this episode with one of your geek friends. All right, fellow geeks, as always, question everything in your favorite stories and always seek the truth. We'll catch you on the next podcast.